This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line for you, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Bringing in a guest here tonight. His name is Jeff Bent, and you probably don't know the name Jeff Bent, but you might recognize the name Michael Traviser. We've uh, mentioned Michael's name a few times over the past several weeks in regards to the situation in Strong City, New Mexico. Uh, Michael Traviser was uh, arrested recently on just some ludicrous charges uh, in regards to touching minors or something like that. I'm sure Jeff can clarify exactly what the nonsense charges were. But, uh, Jeff, as I understand it, you are Michael's son. Is that right? Yes, sir, I am. And uh, his uh, name is pronounced Traveser. That's Tra- what we, we pronounce it out here. I'm sorry. I've only seen it on the Internet, so it's uh, <laughs> hard, to, hard to figure that one out. So Michael Traveser's son, Jeff, is with us from Strong City, New Mexico. Your website, by the way, strongcity.info, which we've mentioned a few times over the past few weeks. Just to bring our listeners up to speed here, uh, it's probably been at least a month since I first heard the news that uh, you had three young people uh, kidnapped, essentially, for lack of a better term, from your uh, your ranch out there in New Mexico. And it happened in the uh, the footsteps of the uh, the huge uh, mass kidnapping of the Fundamentalist Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in Texas. So it's following, uh, you know, again, in the, the footsteps of that. And it's just we're, what we're seeing here happen is this continual attack on people who have religious beliefs that might differ from the vast majority of Americans. And as a result... I'm curious, Jeff, uh, beyond telling us about, you know, what happened from your perspective, have you had much uh, support out there? I mean, just in in general, or do you do you feel like you're being targeted because, you know, the, the federal government, or in this case, I guess it's New Mexico, uh, the government people, they, they know that there's just not very many people out there that are willing to stand up for you? Well, uh, I think that's precisely it. This issue isn't about sex or sex with minors or sexual contact. It's all about... Uh, what seems to be now a developing pattern of removing groups that are that are not part of the mainstream society, coming against people of faith who who uh, adhere to their faith above the state doctrines. Let's and, talk a little uh, bit about. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, and then I want to talk about what actually happened. Okay. Well, uh, I, and it was not lost at us, on us at all. The, it was more than coincidence that uh, right after the FLDS raid, where those 400 children were kidnapped by the state of Texas, that they would. Uh, also appear at our doorstep and take our children. They and, probably uh, felt uh, emboldened or empowered by the fact that Texas had gotten away with such a massive kidnapping. They figured they'd be unnoticed doing what they did to you. Well, it seemed uh, to me that Bill Richardson, our governor, did not want to be left out of the action. Uh, both he and Texas Governor Rick Perry are part of the Bilderberg Group. They seem to be reading from the same page. What's, and, uh, in, what's interesting about this is that they went after teenagers uh, in your group. I mean, with the FLDS, it was certainly a wide range of uh, of youngsters from teens all the way down to very, very young. But in this case, everyone was older than 13, I think 13, 15, and 16, if I'm recalling correctly. And uh, these are certainly people who can make choices for themselves. I mean, one could argue that, you know, a four-year-old was being abused and couldn't choose for himself. But, I mean, these are youngsters that are that clearly have a head on their shoulders. I read some of their blog posts over on your website. Uh, have you been able to be in touch with them at all since they were stolen? The, the contact has been very tightly controlled by the social services and uh, the parents 
have been able to visit one girl, and the grandmothers were allowed to visit the other two children briefly, but we were just told yesterday by CYFD that they're cutting off all contact between the grandparents and the two children. Right. We actually reported on that here on Free Talk Live, and as you pointed out, or I believe uh, Michael pointed out on your blog, that you know that's just more evidence that this has nothing to do with sex. Now, Michael was charged with some sex, you know, sex-related crimes. I think what what was it that they threw at him? Well, there uh, the original six felony charges were dropped, but he has been indicted now by the grand jury on four counts: two counts of sexual uh, criminal sexual contact with a minor, and two counts of contributing to the delinquency of minor. Mm. They're all felonies, and these are based upon. Uh, the state's imagination over a practice my father's had since he began his work here. Um, he puts his hand, he puts his hands on people and heals them. It's a spiritual practice. It's a spiritual experience, and the state is is imagining sex out of that. Somehow they're they're construing that to be a sexual thing, which it it never was, never was intended to be. And uh, so there, there's no basis at all for the charges. They're, they're doing some mental gymnastics to try to, to make it into sex. But uh, I really don't believe this, this uh, has anything to do with sex. What, it's, what it has to do with is eliminating people who are, who are standing above the control of the state, who are determining their own course. And, and you brought up the, the age of these children, which is very, very correct. These are are older children, and not only that, they're very, very intelligent, bright, and discerning children. They they understand the issues. They understand that they are free to make their own choices. And right, and they're they free to leave, here. right? I mean, they're free to leave. It's not like you've oh. got them locked in some dungeon with guard towers around. For keeping oh, no, them on, no. On <laughs> if, they ever, if they ever expressed a desire to go, we would have instantly facilitated that for them. Right, and I actually they saw the video that you posted of uh, the, one of the young ladies being taken away by the uh, the tech or the uh, New Mexico bureaucrats, and it yeah. seemed it was interesting that with you guys they decided to not bring in the battering rams. It would look like it was just like one or two state police and then a couple of, of uh, you know CYD bureaucrats that had come out there. Whereas with FLDS they came in with a tank and you know a whole SWAT team. So it's clear they didn't really feel like they were in any sort of danger from you. No, they don't believe any of that that they're propagating about us in the media. Uh, they, they've, we've had numerous encounters with law enforcement here over the years. We've always made it very clear we don't believe in violence. We don't have uh, guns here. We don't believe in hurting people. We trust in God to protect us. And so they knew they could just come in here with one officer and, and a, two or three social workers mm-hmm. and take whatever child they wanted to take, and we wouldn't physically resist them. It's one of the things that's uh, frustrating to us here on on Free Talk Live because we've we've talked about how this this government, uh, you know, all of them, federal, state, local, they're just out of control, uh, drunk with power. People that are looking to uh, you know use violence to threaten others to get them to behave in the way they think is best or to get them to stop doing things they don't think they should do. And it's frustrating because these people, they come and they use violence on us. And, you know, there's this whole Second Amendment idea of uh, protect yourself with the guns. But who in their right mind would pull out a gun when the state's coming after them or their children? It's just going to result in them being blown away. It's just going to result in you never seeing the largest army in the world. Then there's zero chance that you'll ever see your kids again. So how frustrating it it must be to just have to watch as these loved ones are literally just plucked out of your life and there's very little that you can do about it well when the state when the state begins to play god the bible calls that the beast 
and the Bible says that the beast is thrown into the lake of fire. And we trust in God to deal with these people in the appropriate way. And we know he's going to. We've told the state, we've made it very clear to them that we are at war with them and that we are praying for um, justice and that we are praying for them to uh, be punished for playing God. Did you give them examples in the Bible? You wrote a letter to the uh, the New Mexico governor and they I guess the interpretation was that you were threatening them when you suggested that. I think I think it was the suggestion that you guys were at war, but you also made it very clear that you're not violent and that you will not be violent. Did anything ever come of that? Have they gone after you for the letter that you wrote? Well, they sent a state police investigator up to talk to me and asked me if I intended to hurt the governor or any state employee. And I said, no, but uh, I gave them the example of Nazi Germany. I said there were many good people working for the Gestapo and various organs of the Nazi party, and they were considered good people. But then there was a shift in history where that was all overthrown, and a lot of those people were hung. And I said, that's how it will come. God is going to direct affairs here where he's going to bring judgment to you, and he's going to punish you for uh, playing God and forcing the conscience of his children. I think what we're seeing here, Jeff, and I love your thoughts on this, is is um, something very similar to what happened in Nazi Germany. And, and, of course, I love the Pastor Martin Niemöller quote, which is hopefully somewhat famous at this point. In that first they came for the communists, and then they came for the trade unionists, and then they came for me, and I'm paraphrasing, of course, and there was no one yes, left exactly. to stand up. And first they came for FLDS, and then they came for Strong City, and maybe they're coming for you next. Jeff, hang on. Yes. Not you, Jeff, but you, the listener. And we're going to bring back uh, Jeff Bent here from StrongCity.info. And if you've got a question for him, he's on the line, so dial in. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. The Sickle CAI toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features there are free, so enjoy those on us, including the archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, just go and download them right from the front page of the website. Free for your download and convenience at freetalklive.com. Uh, coming back here with a special guest tonight, Jeff Bent from Strong City, strongcity.info. We've been talking about uh, them as well as the FLDS uh, folks over the last few weeks on this program, bringing you updates as we learn about them. And uh, in case you don't know, in case you're just tuning in, we're talking about these various different Religious groups that are certainly not uh, mainstream religious, but one religion is as good as another religion as far as I'm concerned, uh, that, that, are, that are being targeted because they're different, that are being targeted because they hold uh, a belief system or a value set that is somewhat different from those in the halls of uh, government so-called authority. And so these government people have gone in and literally taken children from these people. Children who, in, in the, at least in the case of Strong City, certainly were old enough to be consenting to doing what they were doing. We're talking about teenagers who the allegation is that uh, your father, Michael Travasser, was that what it was? Ben, Jeff, I'm sorry if I messed it up again. That's okay. <laughs> was it, please correct me. How, how is the, the pronunciation? Well, uh, we pronounce it Travasser. Travesser. Travesser, okay. Well, yeah. the, the allegation was that he inappropriately touched these teenagers. I think there was some blog posts at strongcity.info that, uh, that actually from the, uh, the young ladies, uh, and there was actually a, a young male that was taken, as I understand it, by the, uh, the New Mexico 
government people, but the allegation was that uh, he had touched them inappropriately and that they had lain naked with him in a bed, which uh, all of them readily admit to as far as the, the laying naked in a bed thing, which from what I understand, they actually approached him and requested that. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that's exactly what happened. Uh, he was just uh, accommodating their request, and uh, in two or three cases, these miners wanted to uh, lay naked on his bed while he put his hand on their heart. He was not naked or exposed to them, and uh, a lot has been construed out of that and, and made to be now, something that it was not. Yeah, it, it does sound like it, because I, I received a uh, massage one time at an Ayurvedic center, and uh, it seemed odd to me, but they wanted me to be naked for this massage, and they you know they didn't cover me with anything, but okay, I didn't get molested. Nobody stuck anything in me while I wasn't paying attention. Well, so. nakedness doesn't necessarily connotate anything sexual, and I don't understand it's what why you so look many, like without your clothes on. Right, I don't understand why so many people in America they they have this Puritan attitude about the the naked human body, and that's really all that we're talking about here is that oh my goodness, someone was naked with somebody else, and that's somehow wrong or sexual. I just don't get it. And the parents were included in that also. They were they were consulted with and mm. so it wasn't something that was done spontaneously but it was done very carefully with with thought and very very careful attention that no contact was made made with sexual parts so that it could somehow be made into a sexual thing now these but kids it tells tells you a lot about where, where people's minds are when, sure they, does. when they construe something that in, in, in into to into being something sexual and that certainly describes where the government people are when they create charges out of something like that that wasn't sexual at all. Now, um, do these you said that these kids lived at the compound? Was that sort of a summer camp situation, or did, were they you know, living there like monks? I don't know. What, uh, why no. were they there? Well, they've been part of our church since they were babies. Okay. Uh, you know, they're just we're just one big family here, and and it's just a very normal, relaxed atmosphere. It's it's not what you call a very a, a monkish or a you know, a cloistered atmosphere, just very relaxed. And uh, it's a spiritual community, and, and these children have been with us since they were babies. Some of them were born here. Right, but now all of a sudden they need saving 16 or 13 years later. So, <laughs> yes, were, so the parents, the, were right. the parents not I'm there? Sorry, I'm well, sorry. Were the parents well, not there uh, in the community? Two, uh, two of the children, uh, their parents have, have moved away, but uh, the children remained here at by the consent of their parents, because this is where they wanted to be. Okay. The third child, the 13-year-old, both of her parents are here. And, Amazing. Uh, so, you know, they, they're, they've been part of our, our, our family since they were born. Are they trying to dangle the children like carrots, uh, like we're seeing with the FLDS situation, where they're basically, they've told the mothers of the FLDS children, they've said, well, you either repudiate and reject your religion publicly, or you're not going to see your children again. Have they been trying stuff like that with you? What have they been telling you about the, uh, the, pro the possibility of getting them back? Well, um, the way they're moving, they're, they're under a gag order. And I don't really know what their strategy is, but the way they're moving is that these children will never set foot here again. Oh, jeez. And these are like young adults, really. Uh, they haven't been oppressed here. We pretty much have, have given them freedom to, to make their own choices, and we support those choices. They choose what they want to learn. They're not oppressed here at all. But uh, when they were taken, they, we instantly we picked up that they were in a very oppressive atmosphere. They were being forced to go to psychologists yeah. to be deprogrammed. They were forced. Uh, the state has uh, the desire to vaccinate them, and the state wants to put them in the public school system where they're 
where they'll be indoctrinated. And of course. So they're they're under severe pressure right now, and uh, and and according to the, at least my own analysis of it, and I'll back up a little bit or expound a little bit on this, and that is that this whole attack uh, against our community is a witch hunt that was ordered by Governor Bill Richardson, and I uh, learned that secondhand through CUIFD. They said the order came down from the governor's office. Wow. And also, a local attorney told me that there is a letter that was signed by the governor and sent to uh, social services instructing them to take this action against us. So there, there are political motivations. Uh, there, there are other motivations besides this, this uh, insane sexual charge, which you know just has no basis in fact, has never happened here. There, there, there's another agenda at work here that's, uh, that's sinister. We see it as, as kind of a culmination of our, of our confrontation with the state. Because for years we have wanted to to leave the mainstream uh, uh, pattern where people just serve the state, they pay their taxes, they pay yeah. their debts, they they live on a on a treadmill. We haven't wanted to be part of that system of slavery, and so we've educated our children and ourselves to to pull back from that. But we've always seen in prophecy where it says there's this confrontation that comes when the mark of the beast is pressed against people of conscience. Well, good for you. I I can't say that, you know, I'm on the same religious uh, mindset as you. I I consider myself a pantheist, but I think that's all irrelevant at this point. What we're talking about is honoring our neighbor's choice. And I am in 100% agreement with you on uh, pulling out from the, you know, the state system. I, as well, am not interested in being an obedient little serf anymore. I am interested in being a sovereign individual. And uh, not hurting anyone, right? And and I, I hey, I'm not going to hurt anybody. Leave me alone, right? So well, you brought up that that saying about first they came for the whoever, right? And and you know people out there think well if I just mind my p's and q's and don't uh, become part of a, a cult or a re- weird fringe group, I'll be okay. But that's you're next. Everybody sure. is next. They Last night we read that. a story, Jeff, about a, a woman in New York City who was running an art gallery. She was arrested in front of 200 of her, of her uh, customers for serving alcohol. There's another woman in Utah who had her grass growing too tall or something like that, and they came and arrested her for that. So absolutely, it totally could be you next. Uh, in fact, yes. Jeff, if you've got a little more time, hang on. We're going to bring you back, okay? Sure. All right, Jeff Bent, more with him uh, from Strong City in New Mexico. Being persecuted by the government people, and we want to hear from you. If you've got a question for him, Dave's on the line. We'll talk to him and uh, take your calls as well. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. Sickel CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features there are free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, Again, that is freetalklive.com, and those features include the Shrine of Female Listeners. Dozens of ladies have sent us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. Just go to shrine.freetalklive.com and see what it's all about. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. What mischief is the iron fist of the state up to lately? Who is Pupin von Schnurrenberger, and why does he call himself an anarcho-pupilist? I thought it was Schnurgenberger. Oh, yeah, there's a G in there. Okay. Anarchyinyourhead.com is a webcomic about the philosophy of freedom in its purest form. Check it out every Friday for a new strip and find bonus materials throughout the week. All at anarchyinyourhead.com. That's anarchyinyourhead.com. 
First they came for the Fundamentalist Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Then they came for Strong City. Maybe you and your belief system or you and your habits, you and your uh, consumption, the things you consume, the things you enjoy. Maybe all of that is next. Maybe you're next on this government crusade to make everybody the same, on a government's crusade to take money as much as possible from every single person in this country. Uh, Jeff Bent is with us from Strong City. Uh, in New Mexico, they have had uh, some young people stolen from them by the Department of Children and Families for the, the state of New Mexico. And it's been several weeks at this point since it occurred, and we've fi- been following the case. And I emailed Jeff a few weeks ago and offering the uh, the opportunity to have him on the program. How much media have you been getting, Jeff, and has any of it been positive? Well, I don't know of any uh, media that's been positive. I think uh, uh, Larry King Live... Uh, dedicated a section that I think was sensationalized, but he did give us a chance to talk. Hmm. And I think he was uh, more or less fair with us. But everything else has been either deliberately or unintentionally spun in a way that is just according to the way uh, most people construe things. Uh, When they hear about things, they don't understand. Sure, and of course they're getting, like you say, they're getting a spun version of the story. They're not hearing directly from you, so so the media people can say whatever they want, you know, drop in words like compound and sect and cult yep. and and, right. and things like that. And you know, the fact is, you guys didn't initiate violence on anybody. It was the state government people that did. They're the ones that stole children here. They're the ones that are guilty. They're the ones that are criminal. Well, if you uh, talk to the people, our neighbors here in Union County, none of them will tell you that we've hurt them or stolen anything from them. Uh, in fact, they would probably tell you the opposite, how much they appreciated some of the work we've done for them. Um, so we were here practicing our faith and, and doing the things God has asked us to do, and then the state comes in and, and, and on false pretenses and, and makes, uh, you know, kidnaps the children and uh, then then creates uh, false charges against my dad to kind of justify the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And, and they don't intend to give them back. And uh, so this is a, a very critical thing for us. We take it very seriously. What do you, um, I mean, there are a lot of people listening to this program all across the country and around the world at this point. And I mentioned, of course, we talked about the Pastor Martin Niemöller quote that first they came for fill in the blank, then they came for me, and there was no one left to stand up for me. How is it that people who aren't there in Union County could somehow help with this situation, Jeff? Is there any way that uh, one could possibly stand up or, or send some support? Or what would you suggest that someone listening to this uh, could possibly do if they were interested? Well, um, the, uh, I would say pray, because we're depending on, on God to deliver us uh, from the beast power and to bring our children back. And uh, I, I know that uh, God is going to answer our prayers, and that's uh, the first thing that comes to my mind. Also, people could spread the word about what's happening, because this is, this is uh, you know, like you pointed out, we've, these children have grown up here. We've, they're teenagers now. They're, they're pushing adulthood. And this is when the state decides finally to move in and, you know, that they're, they're in danger or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's and, ludicrous. And this, this marks, to me, this marks a very ominous turning point because this isn't just coincidence that FLDS was 
had their kids stolen, and then us, and then there's another group in Texas. Well, there's certainly uh, been more than this. I mean, the, the kidnapping of youngsters is uh, is awful, as it is certainly awful enough. But on top of that, we see all kinds of different police state things going on, and and these are some yeah. of the things we talk about on this program: is this this rise of uh, this weird socialist fascism that we're seeing here uh, yeah. in, in this country today. And I, I have to say that uh, we have a pretty positive look uh, lookout on things up here. We do the show from New Hampshire, and I don't know if you've come across this idea before, and it's probably, I don't know what your interest level would be in it, but people that actually believe in freedom and liberty, as, as we do, uh, we're moving together to New Hampshire, not to all live on the same piece of property, but all across the state. It's called the Free State Project. Have you ever heard of it? Well, uh, um, I think I have heard uh, uh, a little bit about it, but let me explain to you where we're coming from on yeah. this, because in our faith, we see this as all part of a prophetic timeline, and we, the the prophecies predict and say that the world is going to end, it's going to be destroyed, um, and God's people are going to be removed from the earth. And that is what we are uh, pressing towards now, is the actual departure from this earth. And well, I, I so, hope you're wrong about that one. And in the meantime, we uh, we up here will continue to uh, to make a stand against the state. And I just what I wanted to share with you is that we have had some interesting successes here, uh, where we, where we've seen just a handful of activists who are nonviolent, non-cooperatives, people who would go into a courtroom and not stand up for the judge. Really, it's really seemed to have sent a message to the government people up here. And things are things are getting very interesting very quickly. Uh, you know what I want to do, Jeff? I want to go to some phone calls here if you don't mind a couple people have uh, dialed in to talk to you is that all right sure let's talk first to dave in athens ohio listening on wais dave you're on with jeff bent from strong city hi guys i wanted to say uh, my thoughts and prayers are with jeff thank you i have a question um if i remember correctly you had your own farm and we're growing stuff well we have we we have had uh uh raised bed gardening and greenhouse here and orchard, but these aren't uh, these aren't our focus right now because of the, this confrontation we're in and this time we're in. We we see our work here as ending, as you know, our work here is is finishing up. So we haven't focused on making preparations to to remain on this earth. We view ourselves as leaving here shortly as soon as our work is done. Do you have a timeline for that? Well, no, I don't. I don't know the future, and, okay. and we've been asked that question many times. But but I'll, let me let me just uh, interject something here, uh, Ian, and that is that everybody has a role to play in, in the things that are happening. I I don't expect that everyone will be doing what I'll be doing. People that are doing what you're doing have their place, and the way I see that is there's there's a retribution coming on those who have played God with the lives of other people. Somebody has to play that part in delivering that. That's not what I feel called to do, but. Um, I believe that all of these things are going to coalesce and come together and that the beast power, which is the government playing God, is going to be judged and thrown into the lake of fire, and somebody has to do that. Dave, do you have a a follow-up question? Oh, yeah, I got a comment. Uh, It pertains to something the government wanted to take this kid away 30 years ago just because he had a disability and his mother had a disability, and his mother stood up and said no. Well, what, what, do you suggest, what are you getting at there, Dave? What I'm getting at, 
the kid grew up and became a leader. Yeah, but the they don't kid. let you say no today. It doesn't matter if you say no. They come in anyway, and they well, it, steal your kids. It might be a good story. Let, me, let Dave finish. Okay, go ahead. Okay, and you're talking to the kid that the government wanted to take away. Mm. Dave, yeah. oh, oh, Dave, you were the, oh, they wanted to yep. take you away. Yep. And your, mom's, was, your mom I'll, stood up to him. When I was about 11, yep. Well, that was, you know, 30 years ago, the government people weren't as brash and as brazen as they are today, and I think yeah. that's probably the the major factor we're dealing with here. Dave, thank you right, for thank your you. call. Uh, Jeff, any comments on that? The difference well, between uh, now and 30 years ago as far as these government people? Well, uh, I used to be a deputy sheriff in the 1980s in, in Southern California, and I don't remember ever going or participating in any type of uh, attack on a group that was faith-based or different uh i just don't remember i to me it's like there was a shift and i began noticing it when uh the branch davidians were were murdered in you waco know, Texas. that one was hard to miss no doubt about that jeff jeff hang yeah, on there I, are more calls here for you we're going to take them and uh hang on with jeff bent from strong city they are under attack by the new mexico government people because their belief system's a little bit different 800-259-9231 this is free talk live this is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, again, that's freetalklive.com. You like the show, want to help support Free Talk Live, then shop with us at the store. Just go to store.freetalklive.com. We've got t-shirts, we've got hats, hoodies, and more, all branded with a snazzy Free Talk Live logo at store.freetalklive.com. If you're thinking about starting a business, here's a word to the wise. Incorporate at LegalZoom.com. Incorporation can help protect you against frivolous lawsuits that can wipe you out. LegalZoom.com is fast and easy. They do all sorts of legal documents, patents, wills, trademarks. Use code FTL to save 10 bucks off your order. That's LegalZoom.com. If you haven't done your will, do your family a favor and do your will starting tonight at LegalZoom.com. Jeff Bent is with us from Strong City. We've been talking about their situation as well as the FLDS situation over the past several weeks. StrongCity.info is your blog site. You should be congratulated, Jeff, on uh, having such a an attractive-looking uh, site. Uh, I can't say I expected to see much when I went there, but I was uh, pretty surprised. And you, op- you update it quite often, which I think is really great because it really allows people who may not be close by to, uh, to, to be aware of what's going on from your perspective. And, of course, we're talking about how the New Mexico government people have come in and stolen three teenagers from uh, your ranch out there in New Mexico. Uh, It's just an awful yet another example of this totally unnecessary tragedy that is being inflicted upon various different families around the country, some for, you know, religious persecution reasons, some just because, you know, uh, someone politically connected doesn't like a certain family. I mean, Families have been targeted just as your uh, group has been targeted. and Random stings, yeah, too. And it's just so sad to see all this happen. And I just wanted to, to have you on the show to, to hear things from your perspective and to, you know, to give you that opportunity to really get the word out, probably in a way that most other media outlets would never even consider. Well, thank you for the compliment on the website. And that is how we tell the story. And everything that's happened with us over the past uh, seven years is there including a movie that we made, giving the whole story and the reasons for different things that have happened here. I'd like to and continue. Also, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Sure. Oh. We're also just keeping keeping the public updated on, on our situation with the kids and also 
the criminal charges against my father because it's an ongoing thing right now. Very good. Let's continue with some phone calls here. This is our final segment for the interview. So let's make sure we get in John in Prairie County, Ohio, listening on WAIS. John, you're on with uh, Jeff Ben. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, I've got a little problem with your uh, timeline. Uh, you know, first they came for LD, uh, FLDS. Now, first they came uh, for Ruby Ridge. Then they came for Waco. Then they came for FLDS, and then this latest one. Well, sure, and, you, can, uh, you can slip in all kinds of things in there. I mean, the, these are thought police, thought Gestapo. It's true. And yeah. I am not a member of any fringe element. I am a fanatical, middle-of-the-road moderate. I believe in the rule of law and the same uh, book of laws that uh, they use against you, that the thought police use against American people, can be used against them, not only to stop them, but to punish them, bring retribution to them. But you must uh, know these books, know these laws, and have the temerity to stand in their face, take them to court, and... Uh, Rub their nose in it. But it's easy to say that, John. Uh, Jeff, I mean, you're t- I mean, what he's suggesting is that, you know, the system, you can use their courts to win against them, and it just doesn't seem like the odds are really in your favor if it's their courts, does it? Well, oh, it uh, certainly is. Uh, you don't have to have high-priced lawyers. I, I understand uh, that, fact, but, but the must, judge is on uh, the side of the government, and so is the prosecutor as well. I'd like you to give Jeff a chance to respond, if you would, John, so hang on for a moment. Jeff, go ahead. Sure. I, yeah, I don't share John's faith in the law uh, being a way to uh, be free because the laws are interpreted by judges. They're interpreted by juries who are taking instruction from judges. And uh, the legal system is just going to do what it's instructed to do by the powers that be. And so uh, laws, you know, are basically words on paper, but it depends on what People, how people apply them and interpret them, and we don't have control over that. John, thanks and for the call tonight. Appreciate it. Go ahead, Jeff. I'm sorry. So we're, we're just uh, trusting in God. We're, we're uh, actively uh, in the... We, we're doing what John is saying, and that is that we are in the face of the beast right now. We're not going away. We're not backing down. We're not surrendering. But at the same time, our, our trust is in God to, to bring about judgment uh, against the powers that are that are usurping usurping the prerogatives of God. Let's con- let's continue with Mike in Illinois. Mike, you're on the line with Jeff Bent from StrongCity.info. Hey guys, hello. Hello, Mike. You're on with Jeff. Hi. Hey Jeff, how's it going? Real good, thank you. Okay, yeah, I feel for your situation. Uh, I might not agree with your religious beliefs, but hey, this is America, right? Uh, thank you. Main thing. Yeah, I don't agree with that last caller. You, you, there's no way the system is gamed. It's it's rigged yeah. for the uh, powers that be, and you know they're gonna use the laws and interpret them one way in one case, and that those same laws they'll interpret another way in, a, in another case. It's sure. just however it works in their favor. Yeah, and if you don't like yeah. their interpretation, then you can appeal it to their appeal court. Right, and it's the same guys that are in the first court you want to, basically. So, you know, <laughs> appeal all you want. And, Mike, and, do you have uh, a question my, for Jeff? Yeah, uh, my question is, okay, uh, when you say you say you believe the end of the world is coming? Yes, sir. Okay, now, it just seems to me, because I'm not a religious person at all, I mean, it's, and yeah. 
And uh, it seems that when you say things like that or you believe something like that the world is going to end, you're almost setting yourself up. It's like when somebody in their own life, in their personal life, says, well, I can't get a good job or I can't make a lot of money. They almost set themselves up for failure. A self-fulfilling prophecy? Exactly. So it it seems to me that when you, you get your psyche in that mode, to say, well, the world's going to end, so there's nothing we can do. Like, all these things that are happening now are happening because it's just part of some big plan of ending the world. It kind of... <laughs> well, it's, there are multitude, multitudes in the Valley of Decision right now, and right. Uh, we're definitely not defeated or in a defeated mentality. We're, we're pressing forward with all our might. And right. uh, this isn't... When I say end of the world, I don't mean it's the end of all life it's like life continues uh god continues and uh, the things that you talk about on this program the injustices the sin the the wrongs that are committed against people those are going to be punished and ended they won't be practiced anymore uh, and what so if they're not well <laughs> I mean, what uh, if you're wrong i mean i'm not saying i know for sure i'm not an atheist i'm just I just don't know. I'm more of what they call agnostic. I, it's not that I don't believe in a higher power. I just don't know what that higher power is. Well, I have no uh, clue, and I don't really care to know. But it's, yeah. it's like, what if you're wrong? Mike, thank you, the for the call. thank you for the call, Mike. Go ahead, Jeff. He, he reveals himself to all who want to know him, and uh, I, I don't give a lot of thought to the future or worry about it in terms of what if I'm wrong or what if I'm right. I don't really care. Um, because I see everything uh, presently happening today, I'm just I'm just describing. I mean, you don't even have to be religious to to understand that the world is in a terrible crisis right now. Certainly. And so these prophetic uh, developments that that we are watching happening are just all dovetailing with what most people already uh, see happening and admit to. Jeff, I want to give you the uh, a chance here to uh, make any comments that you might have uh, we might have uh, glossed over, or perhaps uh, we didn't ask the right questions. If there's something else you wanted to get out, uh, go right ahead. Well, I'd like to to address the state of New Mexico. You're playing God, and these children you've kidnapped with uh, from us uh, did not want to go with you. They did not need your help, and now they are being abused. We sought to keep them from the abuse that you're putting them through. And so we appeal to God to bring judgment to you and to punish you so that you can see that you are not God, but there's a God in heaven that's higher than you. And we want you to bring those children back. We demand it, we pray for it, and we are here waiting for you to do that. And that's all I have to say. Very good, Jeff. I would have to say that whether there is a singular God entity or whether if it's just uh, you know the forces of the universe in the form of karma, or I think, just justice. Yeah, in this I think case. those people will will eventually, maybe not tomorrow, maybe not next week, but eventually they'll get theirs. And they uh, will. I want to thank promised. you. For, I want to thank you for coming on the show tonight. I encourage our listeners if they want to stay the most on top of the Strong City situation to visit your website at strongcity.info. Jeff, thanks for coming on Free Talk Live. Have a good night. I guess he's gone. I guess he is gone. 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line for you. Hour number two is coming up. You can bring up anything. Several post-mortems uh, to choose from on the death of the Libertarian Party. We can cover that. Uh, plus, caffeinated energy drinks are now under fire. Those teenagers, they just can't do anything, right? They can't even pick the right drinks, according to the government people. We'll uh, look into that and talk to you about whatever you want. If you make the call, bring up anything. This is your show. 
It is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features there are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. We start things out here this hour. Mark, you've got a story in regards to immigration. What happened to one man, an entrepreneur who was trying to come into the country and make a better life for himself, as I understand it. What's the story? Well, this is from theminiaturespage.com. Bob Murch of uh, Pulp Figures was scheduled to attend the NHMGS's Enfilade Convention this weekend. Um, and, it, you know, it's, uh, the, the date of this is earlier this year. So, um, and he was to introduce a new line of figures. Now, this is called Miniature Gaming. And I guess so. It's like for like Warhammer and things like that, where you get the little figurines and you roll dice and things like that. That's the impression I get. Okay, I can't say that I'm uh, I'm an expert in this field Me or anything neither. like that, but I know that people do it and people enjoy it, and it certainly doesn't hurt anyone. And there's money that exchanges hands. People make a living yeah. off of selling these figures, making making these figures, and painting them. Sure, providing places for these people to go and uh, you know play their games. I'm sure that the conventions are a real hoot name. <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, I, I, you know, if these guys want to do that, if that's their thing, then that's their thing. I can you imagine. You used to it. play Dungeons and Dragons as yep, a kid. I did that kind of stuff. Yep, it's exactly like okay. that. Okay, and um, and he planned to attend and introduce a new line of figures, but was denied entry into the United States at the uh, Summus Border Point. The problem was apparently the merchandise which Bob was bringing to sell at the convention. He believed. Uh, at the amount of the goods was allowed under the NAFTA agreement, and he had prepared his paperwork in accordance with U.S. Customs instructions, mm. as he had done in the years past. This wasn't the first time he'd come here and done this. According to a report in the Northwest Historical Miniature Gaming Society mailing list, that's the uh, initials I'd given er- earlier, his stated purpose for entry was deemed insufficient. He was lectured by the agent for attempting to steal U.S. jobs. Wow. Yeah. Where was he coming from? Uh, Canada. My understanding. Canada. He wasn't allowed in from Canada because so he would have been allowed in presumably normally if he hadn't brought all that stuff with him. I guess. So so the suggestion was that because you're coming here to sell these miniatures means some American's going to lose his job. That's pretty absurd. Some American could. There's probably Americans there selling, making and selling uh, miniatures, right? I don't know. Gosh. It's crazy. That's gross. Then to further add to the frustration, he spent an hour being fingerprinted and photographed while a lengthy report well, yeah. was, was filled out. They can't they can't just let you come Sorry. in and leave their building without taking some sort of vital information from you. Yeah, they they didn't uh it's so odd. If you don't want to let the guy in, turn him around and send him home. Mm. You don't have to detain him and fingerprint him and do all these other things. Yeah, but they can. This happened to me at the Canadian border checkpoint. Mm-hmm. You know, they could have just as easily said, "Sorry, we don't let convicted felons in Canada." But instead, they took me in. They locked me up. Really? Nicest jail I've ever been in. Very, <laughs> very, very nice convicts in the Canadian jails. But, um, you know, they could have just turned me around at the border. But, no, they, they have to run you through their little system. They have systems. You know? mm, sure. And, Paperwork and it's just, must be filed. It, it's silly. 
So then he was, uh, let's say, attached to his pa- uh, passport, branding him forever as someone who tried to gain into the U.S. for illegal purposes. Oh, great. So now he can never come back, basically? Uh, well, it's going to be, you're going to believe coming back is going to be a problem. Just awful. Yeah. And that's the, that's the story. And I just think it was, you know, so odd. Land of the free, huh? Just disgusting. Look, people coming to America, whether they want to um, get a job or whether they want to create jobs as by, you know, by starting their own business to offer products and services in the marketplace, these are people that are good for our economy. There's right. no finite I, – I can't I, – I don't understand – I guess just people don't understand economics, and I don't really claim to be an expert. I never took any real courses in economics. But look, there's no finite number of jobs. From my understanding, in a, in a market-based economy, the more free it is – the more jobs there are, and there's always more jobs than there are people to fill those jobs. Right. So they can't propose that um, that the same amount of money changed hands at this uh, Northwest whatever uh, miniature convention thing mm-hmm. that, that went on. They can't propose that the same amount of North, Northwest historical miniature gaming society. Um, they can't propose the same amount of money changed hands as it did uh, that it did as it would have if. Bob Murch had gone. See, this is the silly part. They assume that these these uh, these these luddites, these people that believe that things are static in the world. Yeah, there's a mis- finite wealth pie that, well, in right. their mind. The, the people that went to that convention, some of them went with a budget to spend. I'm sure some mm-hmm. of them were going to spend no matter what they were going to spend. They spent all the money in their pocket, whatever. But some of them were unconvinced to spend by the miniatures that they saw because Bob Murch's miniatures weren't there. Some went specifically to buy Bob's miniatures and didn't buy any anything other, else anything else bob uh, more more stuff would have been sold if bob merch had been there that's the point is people want what they want and they're not going to buy if i'm going there to buy a uh, confederate soldier standing next to a uh, you know 50 caliber cannon mm-hmm. or whatever i'm not going to settle for a yankee soldier standing next to a gatling gun sorry <laughs> i don't want that i want the confederate yeah. soldier that's what i'm looking for right. I, I may not even be right it says historical, historical. Literature. It sounds I, like yeah. I, i'm guessing i don't know maybe if if i'm looking for a Real british wars instead of orcs a british dragoon i'm not going to settle for a zulu warrior yeah. sorry and you know maybe i want bob Murch's, uh you know british Dragoons. Maybe he goes through the trouble of painting each little medal on their chest. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know anything about it. But you I never, think that, you never got to find out. Right. Bob wasn't allowed. Bob Merch should be obviously it was a big deal. I mean, you know, they put it right here on their website. This wasn't so, just some you know schlub mm. um, that was going there. This was you know this Bob Merch for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, this is the thing that people don't understand is. The money that changed hands here, you know, didn't change hands here. You know, that that's a transaction that's not going to take place. And it's an American, likely, that isn't getting the product that they want. Forget about the Canadians and their, you know, the money that they were, you know, yeah. oh, my God, Bob Merch is going to take money back to Ontario and spend it there. Well, the money comes back across the border. Sure, it it comes, you know, it moves. Money's liquid. Yeah. But there's an American out there that didn't get his British Dragoon in full combat regalia. And that's what he wanted. That's what he wanted to spend his money on. Little lead figurines, I guess. They're lead, I'm going to assume. <laughs> it's little miniature tragedies like this that add up to tyranny. Really. 
I mean, because you can find example after example of little things like this. I mean, for, for most people looking at a story like that, oh, oh, isn't that interesting, that poor guy? Oh, well. And then they, you know, they brush by and they move along with their own lives. Wait but until it's, it's your... Right, but it's happening to Bob, and it's happening to Strong City, and it's happening to, you know, the old lady in Utah with her yard that was uh, inappropriately taken care of, according to the city bureaucrats. And it happens everywhere to so many different people for so many different reasons. It's, it all adds up to tyranny, as far as I'm concerned, and, and it's disgusting. And in, in, in this particular case, they use that sort of they they trot out the the customs agent trots out this uh, this old uh, platitude about uh, you're stealing American Nonsense. Jo- stealing U.S. jobs. Okay, the, the, you know what you said. These people they call them luddites. They just don't get it. Uh, they don't understand about wealth and how wealth is infinite. That wealth is constantly growing. As long as you have the freedom to create more wealth, you will the the wealth pie will will always expand. Mm-hmm. Why don't we go back 200 years when there was only, oh, I don't know, certainly not 300 million people in this country. I don't even know what the uh, the estimate would have been in, you know, 1800. How many people would have been living in uh, the United States in 1800? Uh, Wikipedia would be a good place to go for let's that. Let's just say 100 million. Probably way too high, but let's say 100 million people. It seems people. way too high, yeah, but go ahead. Well, Where'd all those jobs come from? Because we still don't have just 80 million jobs in this country. There's more than 80 million jobs now. So weren't people concerned back then because all these new kids being born were end up going to steal the other people's jobs and all those immigrants back then going to steal people's jobs? No, there was no jobs to be stolen. There's always new jobs being created because as new people come here, whether it's they're getting born into this country or whether they're crossing some imaginary line in the sand, it's new people that need to be fed it's people that need to be uh you know they have to have clothes on their back they have to have a place to live they they want to entertain themselves they have they coming here creates a demand for products and services that previously had not existed here and someone in search of a profit is going to fill that demand right bob merch was going to uh you know buy a hotel room bob merch was going to eat food bob merch was going to do all kinds of things get a taxi do all kinds of things here in the united states and employ americans bob merch was employing americans not stealing their jobs these people are idiots by the way that in the 1800 census there were five million three hundred and nine thousand people in the united states that's it Wow, it was a hell, was hell of a jump from the 1790s. I'll say, more coming up. You take control. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us, including... The bulletin board system. Get interactive with over 350,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about there, and it's all for free. At bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. And you can get your limited supply Pork Fest beer mug and drink responsibly with Osborne from Sickle CAI. Featuring select microbrews from New Hampshire, margaritas, guest celebrity bartenders, including Mark and myself, uh, prize drawings, and more only at the Sickle CAI Fun Tent at this year's Pork Fest. So if you're not going to Pork Fest, then you're SOL. If you want to go to Pork Fest and experience the fun tent, then go to porkfest.com, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T.com. We'll tell you a little bit more about Pork Fest coming up here in a few moments. In the meantime, we go to your phone calls. It's Ryan in New Jersey. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Ryan. Hey, how you doing, guys? Hey, what's Good. on your mind? Good. Uh, no, I just wanted to tell everyone uh, we're having uh, primary elections uh, for Senate in the state of New Jersey, uh, Republican 
Murray Sabrin. Uh, he's part of the Ron Paul Revolution. He's been endorsed by Ron Paul, and I just want everybody to support him as much as possible. You can come to murraysabrin.com, and, uh, you know, whatever you can do will help. We want to get this guy in there. We want to return back uh, back to our roots again, you know, constitutionalism. Why is this guy, uh, you know, so different from the other people out there? And What is it that, well, that sets him apart? You know, he believes he's just like Ron Paul. He believes in the Constitution. He believes in, in liberty government. Um you know that's 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 what America is. So okay, well I'm glad uh, I'm glad to hear about that, and I, and I have heard some good things. I know LouRockwell.com is pretty heavily behind uh, Mr. Sabrin, and I think Ron Paul has actually endorsed him. Where whereas there are certainly a number of candidates who are claiming to be Ron Paul Republicans without actually having a you know the official Ron Paul seal of approval. So uh, any other plugs, you'll have to go through Mark and actually buy some ads. Okay, man. <laughs> You got All right, no problem. All right, thanks, Take, dude. 800-259-9231. Uh, prefer you actually have something to talk about when you call in, because there's only so far that sort of stuff can go. Plug radio doesn't uh, does, yeah. doesn't appeal. Yeah. But Murray Sabrin, you know, I mean, I'm, I, I, I can't. I've only heard good things about him, and I've been on all the Ron Paul boards. And he's got Ron Paul's endorsement. I mean, that's so a pretty good appear. sign, right? I don't know anything. About, I, don't I haven't know. heard Ron Paul endorse him. I haven't really looked that's into it. That's my a lot, understanding. But yeah, I believe that to be true. Uh, it is my understanding that that's the case. Uh, I saw it on LouRockwell.com, and they're all kind of they all kind of hang out. Yeah. Those guys. All right. So energy drinks are under attack, according to the International Herald Tribune. Health researchers have identified a surprising new predictor. For risky behavior among teenagers and adults, the energy drink. Now, what I want to know is, haven't teenagers been taking stupid risks for the longest time since before the dawn of the energy drink? Not well, all of them. What is it that they have here that is going to suggest, you know what I mean, Mark, those yeah. teenagers have done some dumb stuff. Sure, I would I would agree with them that uh, that energy drinks are, in fact, a predictor of people that are you know going to take more chances and that kind of thing. But that doesn't mean that the energy drinks are making them take more chances. You're saying no. that people that take chances are more likely to drink sure. energy drinks? Right, it's just a, it's an issue of, you know, behavioral science. Um, you know, the people that drink energy drinks are going to, you know, they're, they're going to be a little more aggressive, take a few more chances, that kind of thing. Look, if you go into a bar and you're looking to have sex with a woman that evening and one woman's smoking and the other one's not, talk to the smoker. Why? Well, they're just, you know, they're... Uh, you're saying uh, cigarette uh, smokers are easier? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I am. Uh, like, <laughs> you know, just... And if she has a tattoo... There you go. You're in I mean, like you know, Flynn. Be, be, you know, more likely to be, to participate in more more self-destructive type behavior. And I'm sorry, having sex with somebody you meet in a bar is self-destructive behavior. You might be swept up in the moment. I'm not saying that the, the, the you, if you didn't if you met your husband 50 years ago in a bar and and slept with him on yeah. the first night, fine and dandy. I'm not saying that you're a bad person. All I'm saying is. You know, these these are precursors to more, uh, you know, uh, destructive behavior. Super caffeinated energy drinks with names like Red Bull, Monster, Full Throttle, and Amp have surged in popularity in the past decade. About a third of 12 to 24-year-olds say they regularly down energy drinks, which account for more than $3 billion in annual sales in the United States alone. The trend has been the source of growing concern among health researchers and school officials. Apparently anything that kids do becomes the concern of school officials. Around the country, the drinks have been linked, to, uh, linked with reports of nausea, abnormal heart rhythms, and emergency room visits. In Colorado, sure. in Colorado Springs, several high school students last year became ill after drinking Spike Shooter, a high-caffeine drink, prompting the principal to ban the beverages. And that I'm sure that's kept them off the campus. Yeah, but nobody's, nobody's drinking those now. Nobody's 
trucking them in in their backpack and selling them uh, surreptitiously outside of class. No, that's not happening. In March, four middle school students in Broward County, Florida, went to the emergency room with heart palpitations and sweating after drinking the energy beverage Redline. They just can't handle their energy drink. Is that their problem? <laughs> in Oregon, Bunch of those lightweights. Teachers this month sent parents email alerting them that students who brought energy drinks to school were literally drunk on a caffeine buzz or falling off a caffeine crash. New research suggests the drinks are associated with a health issue far more worrisome than the jittery effects of caffeine, and that is risk-taking. In March, the Journal of American College Health published a report on the link between energy drinks, athletics, and risky behavior. According to the study's author, Kathleen Miller, uh, she says it suggests that high consumption of energy drinks is associated with toxic jock behavior, a constellation of risky and aggressive behaviors including unprotected sex, substance abuse, and violence. Now, the finding doesn't mean the drinks cause bad behavior, and I'm glad they pointed that out here. But the data suggests that regular consumption of any energy drinks may be a red flag for parents, that their children are more likely to take risks with their health and safety. I, I think that's accurate. Yeah, I mean, I don't have a... I don't probably have, true. I, you know, I don't have a problem with the article being written from that point of view, that, look, if your kid is one of the kids that's taking energy drinks... They could be, uh, uh, you know, they, it's, it's possible that they could be one of these risk takers and they could, you know, participate in these other more destructive behaviors. But, you know, I, I had a, uh, a girlfriend that I, I dated and her, uh, her sister was, uh, you know, a person that didn't drink caffeine, didn't, uh, uh-huh. d- didn't eat meat. Straight edge. Yeah, that was the terminology she used. Oh, what? Really? Um, you know, but I, did, I don't know how, who knows the terminology or what it means to people or anything like that. But she did nothing risky. And on her about the time of her 18th birthday, she decided she was going to make some easy money by going to work at the Cheetah in Sarasota. Yeah. So I wow, mean, you don't think that's risky behavior? Yeah, I mean, here's, here's somebody that d- exhibited none of this, uh, you know, these sort wow. of precursors that decided to go be a stripper. Anything can happen, huh? Right. So you know, a, um, you know, this just because they're drinking energy drinks doesn't mean they're out having uh, unprotected sex, smoking pot, and uh, you know, driving fast fast in cars. And b just because they're not drinking energy drinks doesn't mean that they're not out having sex, smoking pot, and driving fast in cars. Yeah. I didn't want to, you know, I certainly don't want to indict energy drinks. I just wanted to bring this up as yet another example of something that you can expect the state people, the government people, to go after here. Because some kids have had a few energy drinks and caused some trouble means that, whoa, we've got to ban these things. We can't allow kids. You're going to have to be 18 now to buy energy drinks. Uh, be- you know, before you know it, that seems to be the direction this is going in now. Where caffeine- I wouldn't doubt that. Caffeine may be, you know, may become regulated if it's being banned on school campus. How far is it to say that they'll put on age restrictions on buying these things? And caffeine, um, it, certainly it's a drug, but it's one of the most benign drugs out there. Um, you know, one can make the argument that Western civilization is built on caffeine. Um, you can look at uh, really the, the spread of tea and coffee um, was the, the precursor to uh, you know, just things happening here in the Western Civ before people were just drinking beer and hanging out in pubs. You know, there's actually more to say about this. The American Beverage Association has something to say about this with one of their spokesmen. And I, I'll i read the quote for you here in a bit. I think they're digging themselves into a hole with the, the approach they're taking. We'll talk about it here in moments. This is Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. 
This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features there are free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, Those features include archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, download them from the front page of the website for free on us at freetalklive.com. 800-259-9231. Caffeine under attack. Specifically, the energy drink uh, versions of caffeine, of which there are so many of them out there. There are so many energy drinks. it's the new big thing. Oh, it is huge. Uh, $3 billion now in annual sales is what they account for. Uh, Of course, they're very popular in the younger age group between 12 and 24 years old. And this story here is... uh, you know, it's pretty. It's a pretty honest story. There's been some studies done, and it's pointing out here that the studies don't show that drinking energy drinks causes bad behavior. That's not what they're pointing out. But they are pointing out that it's an indicator that if your kid is somebody that's hooked on energy drinks, that he or she may be someone who's more likely to engage in risky, dangerous behavior. And I think that's something that parents should consider. Uh, you know, that's something they should look at. But more interestingly uh, is that I think what if, if parents are concerned about their kids, maybe they shouldn't be so much concerned about this from a health standpoint as much as from a, uh, a saving standpoint. I mean, if you're encouraging your kids to save money and encouraging them to, uh, to understand fiscal responsibility, you have to wonder why they would be going out spending three, two to three dollars a pop on energy drinks and right. drinking who knows how many of them per day. I don't know how many of these. I, I don't know much about energy drinks. I've only. I remember when Red Bull first came out, they put a case of them. Um, you know, we had a case or, or several cases at the rock the and radio roll station, station. Yeah. and I used them. I liked them, and then I had my allergic reaction to caffeine, and I just stopped being able to handle it. Hmm. Um, so I, I I don't mess with that stuff anymore. It would it would you'd have to institutionalize me, and I would probably have no friends if I, I drank one of these things. I'm I'm no uh, health expert, Mark, but it seems to me that drinking energy drinks a whole bunch would essentially do. You know, it is caffeine. Yeah, they put some other crap in there, but it's mostly caffeine. Would essentially uh, bring you to the point where you're just addicted to the caffeine, and it doesn't do anything for energy anymore. There are some people that that claim that. If they're caffeine drinkers, that getting up in the morning and drinking the cup of coffee doesn't do so much to wake them up as it does to maintain their addiction. And so I really wonder that, you know, if if these kids are drinking a bunch of energy drinks, is it doing anything to provide them with energy? I mean, how could you get energy consistently out of a little can? I don't believe that marketing, personally. It, it doesn't fly with me, necessarily. It seems like you've got a certain amount of energy in your body. That might give you a buzz for a little while. But if you keep drinking it, then is it going to have the same effect on you? Uh, what? Do you, how do you feel about all that? I um you're going to develop a certain level of tolerance but if you take enough of this stuff it it's going to happen plus um you know you're going to you're going to yes you'll get a um stimulation out of it over a you know different types of stimulation sure the first time you you get it you'll be stimulated differently than when you're you know the 100th time in 100 days that you drink one of these Could it burn you out get- like could you could you stimulate yourself to the point where you're tired later on as a result of that? Sure, you get you'll get caffeine crashes from these things. If, if what is you, that? What is a caffeine crash? Um, you're like lethargic but kind of jittery at the same time. Hmm. So you couldn't really sleep. Uh, 
I, I couldn't. Um, I've always had, to, you know, some reaction to caffeine. Some people claim they can drink a cup of coffee and go straight, but I couldn't do it. If you want this kind of thing, the best stuff is like that five-hour energy, vitamin B, That you know, the, the vitamin B drinks out there are better. It just opinion. seems to me that teenagers don't need energy drinks. Like as far as they are young, they should have a lot of energy naturally because they're just Young teenagers, don't kids have a little more energy than people in their 90s or whatever, people in their 80s? Am I wrong about this? Don't kids have juice? Don't they have stamina? Don't they, I mean, don't they, in their little bodies, can't they go a little farther, a little longer? I don't know. I, that, yeah, that's just the impression that I get. What, well, I what do they need taking, chemicals they're, for? They're taking it probably for, um, you know, for drug reasons. I mean, you know. Because it's a buzz? Yeah, it's a stimulant. Really? Yeah, sure, sure. You, I've never felt high off of drinking a cup of coffee, but I, I don't know. I've had these energy drinks before, and I've barely even noticed anything. Well, some Is people have, no, have very little, uh, you know, effect from them. But hmm. there's there's a big effect for most people drinking one of these energy drinks. But it's not like but, – but do you agree when I say they don't really need them? Like, they don't. I and grew up without energy here, drinks, and I was that, fine. That was the point that I was uh, trying to make here um, is I don't think that these energy drinks come in six-packs. You can't get them at Walmart. You can't get a 24-pack you can cheaper. get like a four-pack or something like that. Yeah, but I, I think that they're still expensive. There's oh, a yeah, large margin on these things. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, they're making a lot of profit. And, and they, they haven't – the marketplace hasn't, uh, you know, filled in or anything like that. If you really want to get a caffeine buzz, it seems to me that you can get uh, – you can go to Walmart and get, uh, you know, Mountain – Wally Mountain or whatever the, their, <laughs> their off-brand Mountain Dew is. Yeah, but um, you don't get the milligrams that you do in these energy drinks. You don't, but you can drink more. I guess the idea is the one dose is all you need or whatever. I don't know. These kids sure. are really into caffeine. And I'm not saying they shouldn't be able to. By all means, if what you want to do is pound a bunch of energy drinks and get all buzzy, then, you you know, you certainly should be able to. I just question whether or not it's, it's, uh, it's even necessary. I mean, don't you have enough energy as is? Are you an energy drink consumer? Do you want to comment on this? Because obviously they're popular. Certainly some of them must be listening. Clearly we don't know what the hell we're talking about when it comes to them. Some of them must be listening to the show. The toll-free number here, 800-259-9231. Look, here's what the American Beverage Association has to say about this controversy. And I think they're digging themselves into a hole here that's totally unnecessary. They say that its members don't market energy drinks to teenagers. The intended audience, according to their spokesman, is... Adults? He says the marketing's meant for people who can actually afford two or three bucks to buy the products. Who couldn't see through that? Come on. Have you seen the marketing for this stuff? It's like zim, zam, zoom, and, you kids know. On, kids on motorbikes, you know, motor, uh, you know, bikes, BMX bikes. I mean, I haven't like even that. seen the commercials. I'm just basing it on the designs of the can, because I don't watch TV, so I don't know what the TV spots are like. I haven't seen any just, TV spots for Just it. the TV, or just the uh, the designs on the bottles are all uh, X, you know, Generation XY looking, and, you know, big X's, and flashy colors and i don't know how to describe market stuff but but it it looks attractive to something that it would it looks like a product that would attract young people so it seems clear to me that it's being marketed towards people that are interested in this and that is the 12 to 24 age group to suggest this is just for adults or to suggest that kids can't afford two to three bucks a pop they don't have rent to pay of course they can afford it you know the the thing is is soda soda manufacturers sodas had caffeine in it all along i don't know what the problem is oh these little worry warts out there it's you know i I know western civilization is not going to crumble to the ground because of these drinks if anything kids should be swayed away from these simply because the three dollars or the ten bucks a day or whatever it is they spend on these drinks if they're the addicts 
that could be put towards a, you know a bank account or a new car or something much more tangible, something useful that's not just going to get peed out into the toilet of you know an hour later. I just think that's the real tragedy here is that kids are dumping their money into all kinds of crap that they don't need, and with a little bit more financial intelligence, that could change. Uh, we can continue here with the story, but let's go first to Jeremy in Montana listening on KGEZ. Jeremy, you're on Free Talk Live. I've probably only had uh, less than a dozen of them my whole life, but um, mm-hmm. they're so people are so concerned about uh, just the regular energy drinks uh, making people hyper or do dangerous things. What about the ones that are eight percent alcohol? Oh, I've oh, heard yeah. about those. Yeah, <laughs> one of them's pilled. I'll have one of those every now and then, but I don't know what's worse than a wide awake drunk. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, what's that? It totally like? doesn't do anything for me. The the idea of that. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, if I was gonna dr- pick one to drink, it would probably be uh, Rockstar because uh, I guess uh, Michael Savage and his son, which I don't listen to him no more, but good. Um, I happen to know that he he helped his son, him and his son, uh, developed Rockstar. Oh, well, that's a reason not Again, to drink uh, it. So. Michael Savage I mean, came up with it? That's why I wouldn't drink it. They're both herbalists, so why? if I was going to drink one, that'd probably Michael be Savage is a doctor. Uh, Michael, Michael Werner, uh, Wiener, Wiener. Uh, is, uh, is in fact a doctor, herbalist-type doctor guy. So, yeah, I mean, I would agree with him on that. But yeah, but it doesn't get, that would give me a reason to stay away from that. They probably that. all have nutritionists in them. Hey, thanks for the call, Jeremy. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. What, just out of curiosity, uh, we'll find out here in a few moments. Some of the uh, caffeine milligram counts for some of these drinks... The spike shooters, pretty up there. We'll get to that here in moments in your calls as well. Are you an energy drink addict? Or are you just a casual drinker? Tell us about your habits. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away. So enjoy those on us, including the updates, live streams, and more, all for free. And if you like the show, want to help support Free Talk Live, become an amplifier. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. Get signed up for as little as 3 bucks a month. We take that money and reinvest it into the show, getting on more radio stations across the country, and thereby spreading the message of freedom and liberty as far and as wide as possible. Uh, I I guess I can announce this uh, at this point, because I did get an agreement in today. You don't even know about this yet, Mark. Uh, You knew it was coming. Finger Lakes, the Finger Lakes region of New York. I believe Canandaigua, Auburn. I don't have the list in front of me, so there's a handful of There's a bunch of little lakes that look like Google Finger Finger Lakes. You'll you'll see it. Yeah, the the Finger Lakes News Radio Network is going to be joining us. Finger Lakes News Radio. So it's a a network of several stations. Five, right? Uh, Five stations, two on FM, three on AM. So that's a five station. You know, instead of one station, we've just... You know, added, Booyah! Right, five stations, five call letters from yeah. a, from an advertising standpoint. You know, that's I, a significant. I, increase. I don't know how many. I'm, we, we pretty soon we'll have these all these contracts in that we've got, and I don't know how many are there there are or anything like that. We'll probably be at forty by the end of the uh, by the end of June. Yeah, I would think so. I would say. Yeah, and, and, and hopefully fifty by the end of the year. If not, I would I would imagine that's very likely. We can and, do it better with your help, though, and that's what the AMP program's all about. It's also about bringing internet listeners on board. Uh, looks like we're going to be coming on board with uh, some advertising over at NolanChart.com. 
uh, which is apparently, from what I understand, a pretty popular website. So we're going to go there. I know Bill Westmiller writes there, the uh, president of the uh, RLC. So uh, so we're reaching out. We're bringing new listeners in, and more new people are coming across the message of freedom and liberty. And that's a good thing, right? So if you want to help us with that and get some perks, like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, chat room forum, and more, go to amp.freetalklive.com and get all those details. That's amp.freetalklive.com. Are you remodeling your kitchen or bath? Now you can purchase knobs, pulls, and faucets at wholesale prices and support a business that supports Free Talk Live. My wife is uh, getting right now the knobs and the uh, faucets for our new kitchen. And, oh, cool. Uh, you know, I, you, just go to internobs.com and start looking around, and you will see the most insane collection of, of, of <laughs> faucets. I, I was, you know, I was roped in to, to, to looking at faucets, and I... You know, my opinion didn't count. I said, I like that one. Well, oh, we'll go with the other one. Uh, <laughs> you know how that goes, right? Yeah. <laughs> but just, it's amazing. We we needed a, a bronze faucet, but not just a bronze, uh, you know, it has to be the oiled bronze color. Not just that. It has to pull out. The, 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 the sprayer had to pull out yeah, so that she yeah. could use that rather than having a sprayer on the side. Right. Like, I'd always had when I was growing up. Wait, now, were these specifications that she had before she went and looked around? Did she know she wanted all these no, things? No, she created she her specifications. she just saw this incredible selection and she right. decided, well, now that I can have all mm-hmm. these things, I'll get that. Don't forget. Now, just, just the sprayer pulls out. Not just that. The soap dispenser has to match the bronze, uh, you know, uh, sure, spraying sure. thing. It's all very important, right? And the sink, n- not just your regular sink, <laughs> couldn't be couldn't be one. Um, sh- she wanted to be able to they wash sell sinks. Yeah, they they do sinks too. All right, uh, not just wash the one big pan. She wants to wash big pans in there. You know. Oh yeah, that's I, a good idea. God knows, I have these steak pans. I need to be able to submerge them completely to Absolutely, wash them. Yeah. What the way we've been washing them up till now is simply not good enough. And that <laughs> <laughs> fine, okay, so. Rather than getting just a rectangular square, they have these sinks that uh, there's a big sink on one side and then a tiny little sink for, I guess, yeah. for rinsing off your glasses or, you know, scrubbing a carrot. I don't know. Yeah, I don't while, know either. I had, one of those sinks. I had one of those sinks with two fairly large sides uh, mm-hmm. on both sides and then in the middle was a very skinny one and I never did anything with it. I don't know what. Don't know what right. Well, essentially, that's what I've got, except only one big yeah. side and then a skinny one, and and or I w- will have, you know. And she, of course, it has to be on different sides. Uh, and these are different levels, so uh, you know, when when I'm putting the plumbing in, it's going to be that much harder to do. Mm. It's all complicated. It just goes to show how many different sinks and faucets yeah. and knobs and poles and all that other stuff. And the girls love this. You know, I'm oh, sure yeah. lots of guys do too. But you know, in my life, my wife's going to pick these <laughs> things and. Uh, you know, Peter's been great with if her. If Laura ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. I'll tell you what. <laughs> so, Peter, I, I get CC'd on the, all the emails. I think it's really cute how Peter thinks I have some kind of say in this. But maybe they're just trying to keep me, you know. But I get CC'd on all these emails going back and forth talking about knobs. And I look and... Wow. So That's a lot of customer service it, there. It's, it's a lot of customer service. You're going to get what you want. You're going to get it at wholesale prices. I expect to hear the same thing from anybody that contacts us and to, to hear them say they have the same level of treatment that Laura got. I don't want her getting I any special Peter, treatment. I, I talked to Peter about that, and uh, that's exactly the truth. Right, uh, you know, they, they, in fact, he does give that uh, kind of uh, you know special service, and it says so right here. And you get 10% right. off. Yep, you get 10% off with uh, co- using the code FTL. Of course, you can call them. They've got a number right there, and it's probably easier to call. You look at their selection. They've got so much more. Than they have on their website, uh, you know, and they and he he's gonna he, he changes everything around. So yeah, go to internobs.com, use the the toll free line if you're in the business of construction or interior design, wholesale. Yeah, they have a they, they have a special discount for people in there. Well, it's wholesale. It's already, wholesale to but, the consumer, but right. yeah. 
you get a you know, in order discount. to to deal with somebody who's going to be you know giving them all kinds of yeah. quantity business, they're willing to give us uh, you know an even farther discount. Good business. Yeah. All right, internobs.com, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line talking about energy drinks, and they're coming under some suspicion. The uh, various schools around the country have put bans. On these items, they're concerned that children are acting out whilst, whilst high on caffeine. And look, caffeine's always going to be out there. It's always going to be available, Thank whether goodness. it's in the form of energy drinks or in the form of caffeine or in the form of pills or whatever. We need to just get over it. Kids are going to be doing these things. I think they should be encouraged to save their damn money and put it towards, you know, a, a car or something more productive, get a PlayStation 3, do something else besides just pour it right out your body down into the toilet. just seems like a waste of cash to me more than anything else. But some more, some more here on uh, the actual drinks that we're looking at. Some of the main brands, just an interesting comparison here. This according to the American Beverage Association. Uh, many of the drinks have uh, plant-based stimulants like guarana, herbs like ginkgo and ginseng, ginseng, sugar, amino acids, including taurine, as well as vitamins, but the main active ingredient is caffeine. Now, the caffeine content varies. A 12-ounce serving of AMP contains 107 milligrams of caffeine, compared with 34 to 38 for the same amount of Coca-Cola or Pepsi. Now, give it to me one more time. 107 in AMP for 12 ounces Mm -hmm. versus 38 milligrams for Pepsi. So, essentially, three Pepsis. Right. Monster, it was actually 34 for Coke, 38 for Pepsi. So three Cokes, a little less than three Pepsis. Monster has 120 milligrams. Red Bull has 116. Higher on the spectrum, Spike Shooter contains 428 milligrams of caffeine in 12 ounces. And Wired X344 contains... 258. So, oh, I bet that's foul tasting. Caffeine spike shooter with 428 milligrams compared to caffeine does not taste good. Um, and that's, yeah, they taste like medicine. These many of these drinks, and and that's why they, uh, you know, the, the the caffeinated drinks like Coke and Pepsi and that kind of thing, they don't have a lot in there because it's you know, it, you can taste the caffeine. It says here though that uh, apparently some high school students became ill after drinking the spike shooter with the 428 milligrams. That I think that yeah, if sounds you probably have it for the first time. You know, for one thing, you're gonna have to go big, big relatively quickly. Um, and <laughs> big bigs <laughs> big, at the big. bathroom number number one, yeah, number two, number oh number two. Caffeine makes you go number two. It does. I didn't know that. Afraid so. Wow. All right. Let's go to your phone calls, Michael in North Carolina. Wondering what your energy drink or caffeine habits are, Michael. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey guys. Hey, what's on your mind? Well, I used to drink. I drank them like for about I think a month or so, but I just went back to coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the biggest issue is like what you were saying before is you know do you still get that buzz after you do it for so long and whatnot? It's not so much that. It's so much that you need it just to maintain a regular. I think that it has a lot to do with um, right. You're maintaining your doctor's. Right, what these doctors are calling uh, adrenal burnout, where your adrenal glands are just so uh, pushed to the limit through caffeine all the time that your body just, over the years, adjusts to that is the status quo of what your body does. And then you try to keep it up, and it's incredibly difficult to live without it, you know? Right, right. So So you're not actually getting energy as much as you are just getting a fix to keep you at your normal level. Yeah, especially with the diets today that people eat, whether they think they're being unhealthy or not, the majority of it's carbohydrates, and a lot of the fast food is 
chock full of sugar, especially the buns, and uh, people just get hyped up on that. There's no nutrients in that crap, you know, so, and so, so your body's not getting what it normally needs, so you know, you, even on a menial basis. So, Michael, you noticed a difference after a month of drinking these energy drinks? Michael, uh, just the cost, pretty much. That was it. So, so, so you're still, you know, you're still feeding the caffeine habit, just uh, cheaper with with coffee as you used to. Bought a coffee maker. It was just like I'm not spending, you know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what is it, two and a half bucks. It's a small fortune. Drink. I mean, it's like having a cigarette habit. Thanks for the call tonight, dude. Appreciate you uh, dialing in. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Two bucks. If you could just ain't drinking one can a day, that's seven hundred bucks a year. Yep, that brew strong coffee. It'd be a heck of a lot cheaper. More coming up here, and apparently some cafe, uh, some coffee beverages actually have more caffeine than uh, some of these energy drinks. Of course, they, those cost more, too. Coffee beverages. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. There's a reason it doesn't sound like the old media. Which of those court justices are going to sit there and err on the side of your Fourth Amendment? That's because it's the new media. Dan Carlin. Common sense. I think fast and I talk fast and the people that like this program can deal with that. Common sense with Dan Carlin. A free-thinking, politically independent view of things from a man who's had way too much caffeine. Get the MP3 or podcast at iTunes or go to dancarlin.com. Live, it's your show, and you can bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line as we launch in hour number three of the show. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features there are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Right back to your phone calls. We go to Mac in Georgia on the amp line. Hello, Mac. How's it going, guys? Hey, great. What's on your mind tonight? Um... You just listen to part about energy drinks now too. You just did what to the energy? Oh, you listened to the part about the energy drinks? Yeah, now too. Okay. Well, you know I do a affiliate marketing on business to Quickstar, and we sell energy drinks, but we don't sell like the Amp and the Rockstar. Now we actually have a, a brand called Excess Nutrition. Now just listen, send me out for a minute. I'm listening. Okay, cash, no fat, no cholesterol. Low sodium, no sugar. I'm getting ready to tell you to go buy an advertisement, man. Well, I think most of them um, can claim things like that. Yeah, I mean, energy drinks are energy drinks. I'm not trying to down your brand, man, but so many people have them. There's so many of them out there. It's an intensely competitive marketplace. Uh, So what else did you have for us tonight? Any uh, any comments? But um, as always, good show. Love Monday. (laughs) What now? What happened Monday? Oh. From um, the um, internet only podcast. Oh, oh yeah, you liked the internet <laughs> show. Okay, well, good. I'm glad. I, we've gotten some co- positive comments about it. People always like it when we do internet shows, which is one of the reasons why we do them. Um, whenever the uh, the the network won't do a show for whatever reason, they you know want to get their board ops a day off uh, for some holiday. We're in here doing a show because we know that people like you appreciate it, Mac. Thanks for the call, sir. Right, appreciate guys. it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. We do it for the amplifiers. Yep. All right, uh, let's see here. Let's go to a story I mentioned last night we never got to. Christine Smith. She was one of the candidates for the Libertarian Party's presidential nomination. She didn't win. Uh, In fact, she was knocked out relatively early. 
Though it would seem that uh, if Mary Ruart hadn't gotten in the race, she would have certainly been a, a serious contender, I think, as far as a principled lady running for the, the Libertarian I heard she wasn't ticket. so uh, principled. Oh, really? Yeah. That's the impression I got. I, I looked at her website. I looked at some of her positions. They seemed to be pure Libertarian positions. The ones that I saw, I didn't dig through at all, so I can't really say. Okay. But she's principled enough to uh, quit the Libertarian Party after they've gone the wrong direction, so I'll you know, give her credit where credit is due. Uh, she wrote this article for NolanChart.com called The Libertarian Party is the Party of Principle is Dead. So clearly I was not the only one feeling this way, as we discussed Monday. She says, I've given several interviews, uh, television, radio, internet, and print to journalists explaining my thoughts about Bob Barr receiving the LP nomination, with every reporter asking why I can't support the Barr Root ticket. It's obvious. I can't support someone for the LP presidential nominee who's a former CIA agent, a federal prosecutor responsible for incarcerating for people, incarcerating people for laws that we as libertarians oppose, a supporter of the Patriot Act who voted for the unjust invasion of Iraq, the author of the Defense of Marriage Act. He supports foreign aid, one whose stances are unlibertarian to the core. On immigration, gay equality, the drug war, research what he wants to do currently in Colombia and Latin America in general. This is not a libertarian who wants to end the drug war. This is not a non-interventionist candidate. He would have much to prove over time before a libertarian such as myself would trust him enough to support him to hold any libertarian party office. I can't support Root for the LPVP as he's someone who endorsed John McCain, defines marriage as only between a man and a woman, mm. supports foreign aid, and believes war with Iran would be the right war. How could you possibly, as a libertarian, even consider voting for people like this? I, I'm baffled by that. She says, now saying a few of the right words suddenly does not, for me, make either one a libertarian. As I told C-SPAN during an interview after my initial remarks at the convention, I think Barr is a wolf in sheep's clothing, and I view Root as a counterfeit libertarian. No, I don't think that it really matters. It's not like uh, it's very likely they're going to win the uh, presidential election. However, to clarify, I don't think he nor Barr has deceived libertarians so much as libertarians knew exactly or know exactly what these men are. But they just don't care. The libertarian principles which made this the party for me have been abandoned. The party has become an should, end in uh, itself. There should be a distinction here between libertarians with a big L and libertarians with a little L. Sure. Um, a big L libertarian is a member of the party. Mm -hmm. A little L libertarian is uh, just sort of somebody who believes in libertarian principles. You and I would be good examples of little L libertarians. You used to be a party member. I, I think I went and signed up that one time when they had sort of the free sign-up thing. Yeah. But... I, yeah, that's all I really remember about the whole experience. <laughs> so, uh, yes, you're right, Mark. The libertarian movement is much larger than the party, but the party has some relevance in people's minds. It's certainly a, one of the more sure, visible when you claim arms. To be a, when you claim to be a libertarian, um, you know, you sort of have this, uh, you know, that, that, if you you know that's people just equate you with the libertarian party whereas right and that's unfortunate know, not not necessarily does a conservative necessarily vote for the republican part republicans um every time i might vote for the libertarians nor necessarily as a conservative member of the republican party nor a liberal a member of the democrat party so the point here is to just explain to folks exactly what's going on with the Libertarian Party and why many Libertarians don't want to be considered Libertarians anymore because they're, this party out there is, is essentially ruining the, the label. They've, they've sabotaged it. 
they've watered it down and they've made it so it doesn't mean anything anymore. Not that it meant anything to a lot of people, but now it's confusing because there are two, at least two different factions claiming to be libertarians, some claiming to be the true libertarians, and then these neo-libertarians that are coming in and they're essentially turning it, turning it into, you know, the Republican light, essentially. So as Ms. Smith says, uh, the LP delegates may get their growth that they so eagerly seek as a result of Barr's campaign will certainly attract more interventionists, and it'll be attracting more anti-immigration and more anti-freedom conservatives like himself. So yeah, the LP might get a few more members, but the cost is that true libertarians now have no political home, since the LP chose as its standard bearer a man who's the antithesis of libertarianism. No matter how the LP delegates and libertarians who supported this may rationalize it to themselves, they have sold out their libertarian principles. I think antithesis may be a strong term word, but you're either in favor of liberty or you aren't. You're either in favor of honoring your neighbor's choice or you aren't. And Bob Barr, maybe he's come in, a, in the right direction on marijuana, and maybe he's come in the right direction on the Patriot Act. I don't doubt that people can change. We've all changed, so I don't doubt that. But he is a politician, so he should be doubted a little bit more than most people. And I don't think that the libertarians, who normally would be very, very skeptical of something like this, are applying their an appropriate level of skepticality to this whole situation. Ms. Smith says, what happened at the LP convention disgusted me. My illusion that a political party existed which represented libertarian principles is long gone. I thought libertarians actually believed in libertarian principle, and that would always be their highest priority. And in case you don't know, the principle is very simple, and that is that do no harm. That is that uh, we believe that you should be free to live your life as you want, as long as you don't harm others. That we believe in honoring our neighbor's choices, even if we don't agree with them. But these libertarians that have joined the party over the past decade and watered it down apparently don't agree with that. That's why they nominated this guy. She says that I thought they actually believed in the principle and that would always be their highest priority. Well, I was wrong. I give them far more credit due to their espousing of libertarian solutions and ideals that was based on their words and their past. But their behavior and choices during such a critical election prove otherwise. Obviously, the majority of libertarian delegates cared nothing about libertarian principle when they chose Barr and Root over several real libertarian candidates. Sunday was a tragedy as we lost the political party that I and others nationwide had hope in. And, you know, that's what happens with politics. As we've discussed this week, political parties are ripe for takeover. First, they start. They're very small. No one cares about them. Then, if they actually manage to get some level of influence, if they actually manage to throw a few votes one direction in an election to where, you know, a candidate lost who may not otherwise have lost had that party not been in there, then people will start to pay attention. Right. I mean, if, if there was a, an election that was crucial that the Republicans get all the votes that they can possibly get, this would be that election. This could very well be the uh, the 2000 election for the Republicans where it would be so close that they, perhaps the Libertarians could throw them, you know, in, you know, put them in the losing column rather than the winning column. Odds are good the Libertarians will cause the Republicans to lose. I mean, they probably would have lost anyway, but it prob- that probably will be the case since they are running this this bar character. It, it, but I'm just saying it could be. 800-259-9231. Uh, Christine Smith says the Libertarian Party is dead. I agree 100%. But I think also politics is not the solution. So for those of you out there that are frustrated because there's not another political party out there to join that doesn't mean that liberty's dead that doesn't mean that the libertarian movement is dead oh au contraire it is still alive and uh, we'll continue with christine's thoughts here in moments in your calls this week.
Live. It's your show. You can bring up what you want via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line for you. Bring up anything. Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features there are free, so enjoy those, including the updates. Get signed up. We keep you in the loop. Whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live, go to updates.freetalklive.com and get on the list for free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. If you need to lose weight and you've tried a bunch of things and you just can't stick to a good, healthy diet and an exercise regimen, all these things just aren't working for you, try notfatanymore.com. Uh, you can go to the website. You can read the story of the uh, the gentleman who started the website. He's a doctor, and he lost 37 pounds, and he's kept it off. Just talk to him today, notfatanymore.com. 800-259-9231, uh, sharing some other people's thoughts on the death of the Libertarian Party. Yeah, the party still exists, but principally it's dead. And when I say principally, I mean uh, in regards to the principle that it once had. It used to be guided by one simple uh, idea, the non-aggression principle, the idea that it's wrong to aggress against your neighbors for believing or doing things that are different than you might want them to do. Uh, it's don't hurt your neighbors. You normally wouldn't, so why would it be okay to have the government uh, do bad things to your neighbors in, in your name? So as long as your neighbors aren't hurting anybody, as long as you aren't hurting someone, you should be left alone. That's the libertarian viewpoint. It's pretty simple. It's pretty easy to apply that to any issue. And that was one of the reasons why so many people like me were into the Libertarian Party at one time was because they had set themselves apart from the rest of the political world by having a, a simple litmus test uh, test to prevent people who didn't agree with that particular statement. And the statement is, I don't support or advocate the initiation of force to achieve political or social goals. That's the statement you sign when you sign up for the, the Libertarian Party. And it was obviously, it meant something to me when I signed it. That's why I remember it word for word. I'm, at least it's pretty close to word for word. I don't have it in front of me right now. And it meant something to me when I signed it. When I signed it, I knew that I meant it, and I knew that that was important. But apparently it's not so important anymore because the Libertarian Party has been letting in people who don't agree with that principle. They've been watering down the party for years and years until it finally came to its crescendo over the weekend at the Libertarian Party's National Convention in Denver, Colorado, where they nominated somebody who isn't even close to being qualified as a Libertarian as their presidential candidate. And as a result, they're going to see the exodus of even more activists like myself, who at one time in our lives had put a lot of time and money and effort into promoting this party and in the hopes that it would change things, in the hopes that it would have had a shot right. at more liberty in our lifetime. I'm skeptical as to whether or not it's going to bring more people into the, um, you know, under the libertarian tent because it's driven out so many, um, so, uh, so many of the important people. Well, it is going to bring to new people in. I mean, there's no doubt about it. The Bob Barr campaign will probably get more attention than other libertarian campaigns have in the past. That's not to say I'm predicting a whole a avalanche of it. I, I believe that but, it will get more attention. And, but, I, and as a result, more water... There's another guy in a, on a different blog over at uh, Freedom's Phoenix. Actually, it's linked to Classically Liberal, I think is the blog title. Freestudents.blogspot.com is where it is, where he points out, and it's fairly lengthy, but he points out that, well, as a result of this watering down, they're going to get more attention, and that's going to result in more watered-down members joining the Libertarian Party. So for those Libertarians out there that believe they can rescue the Libertarian Party, or that are saying, hold the course, men, we can bring it back, we can bring it back to its glory days, we can wrest it away of the control of those who have managed to take it over, sorry, 
as with every passing day, with every passing day, that chance becomes less and less because more new people that are like Bob Barr, interventionists, people that believe in creating war with other countries, people believe in the war on drugs, very anti-libertarian positions, more people like him are going to come into the party. And then how are you going to take it back from them? Their, their ranks are growing. How are you going to possibly take it back from them? Go ahead. You spend a whole bunch of money trying to do that. Let us know how it goes, okay? In the meantime, we'll be doing activism for liberty up here in New Hampshire because, as I said, the libertarian movement is nowhere close to being dead. It's growing. It's burgeoning. It's alive and well. It's just this pathetic thing called the Libertarian Party needs to just be dismantled. It's certainly certainly ignored, and uh, real libertarians need to just walk the hell out, join the Free State Project. But let me continue briefly with Christine's thoughts here. Christine Smith from nolanchart.com, one of the presidential candidates who did not get the nomination, and uh, whereas Bob Barr did, she says her heart is filled with deep appreciation for the true libertarian she's met throughout the campaign. She says, we're not alone. Meeting and receiving your support gave me the strength, despite what I became aware of was happening within the Libertarian Party. She says, I wish all of you well as you choose your path to advance liberty. And she says, uh, for those of you who have asked, I am leaving the Libertarian Party. I think it's a waste of time and resources for anyone who actually wishes to join with others whose priority is freedom. Though some true libertarians will choose to remain in the LP from the emails and phone calls I've received, I believe many will leave. Each true libertarian must make the choice that's right for him or her. My choice is to fight the battle for liberty in other ways. As for me, I want no part of an organization that could put Bob Barr and Wayne Root as the 2008 presidential VP candidates. Their choice to do so is, in my opinion, a tragic mistake for the Libertarian Party. The LP now stands for nothing different than the two major parties. It's a meaningless party, and has, as it has become what it's always condemned, it no longer offers an alternative choice or voice for liberty at the highest level as should be represented in its presidential candidate. The resulting damage to the party as a means to advance liberty and to attract liberty-minded individuals has been done. No true libertarian would support or defend the selection of Bob Barr. The hope and enormous potential of the LP as the party of principle at, that it had in 2008 was enormous. And now, that had been destroyed. It's my devotion, or it was my devotion, to libertarian philosophy that led me to join the LP, and it's the reason I must leave. I remain a libertarian devoted to being part of advancing liberty in our country. Working toward that goal is my priority. Working with others who share that goal is my priority, and that's why I'm leaving the Libertarian Party. It's become libertarian in name only. I'll remain a fighter. Lino! Yeah. I'll remain a fighter. I don't give up, but I can and I will only work with individuals or organizations whose goal is uncompromising libertarianism. I won't waste valuable time trying to repair such a defunct political party. What happened this weekend simply means Americans will now have a choice to vote between the lesser of not two, but three evils. 800-259-9231, and I agree, that's why I've left. That's why I left uh, two weeks before the Libertarian Party's national convention, because... I saw what was happening, and I'd seen what was happening over the past several years. The LP convention just cinched it. It just it was the final nail in the coffin for many people listening to this. Many people listening to this show have also left the Libertarian Party as a result of this. And if you're feeling alone, you're feeling like there's no hope, the Free State Project is the answer. That's it. That's it. I mean, if there's something else out there, I'd love to know about it. If there's something else that has the potential to actually achieve liberty in our lifetime, I'd love to know what that is. I'm, you know, I believe me. I 
I wasn't looking to move my my family, my you know, sell houses, cars, do everything that it that I did to move up here. I did this because I believe that it's really the only thing that I can do for liberty in uh, you know in our lifetimes. And if we're not working for liberty in our lifetimes, as far as I'm concerned, you're you know really just sort of wasting your time. I hope more activists like Christine Smith uh, come to the conclusion that we've come to, because what else are you going to do out there? Are you going to go join it's a, a hard think decision. tank? Are you going to join a think tank? I mean, how many other different areas of libertarianism and activism could you get into? You could write a book. You could write a book. Books are nice. 800-259-9231. The real activism is happening here. We talk about it a lot on this show. We'll take your calls about whatever's on your mind, your thoughts on this, the follow the LP, or whatever you want goes. This is your show. You can take control. 800-259-9231. It's Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. The toll-free number for you is 800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features there we give away, including the bulletin board system, over 350,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about there, and it's all free at bbs.freetalklive.com. The Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival is better known as Porkfest. It's June 9th through the 15th. At Porkfest, you'll be able to see firsthand why Ron Paul loves New Hampshire and its activists and meet hundreds of individuals who, like you, cherish liberty and are living the goal of liberty in our lifetime. Discover new freedoms, new communities, and new beginnings. Register today at Porkfest. Fest.com. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. You'll be able to, as it, as it says there, uh, meet hundreds of individuals who believe in liberty. Hundreds of people that are doing things that are different. There is such a variety of activism going on up here in New Hampshire. It's not just political, but even those who are in the political systems, we talked to Dennis Goddard last night from the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance, are having tremendous levels of success that I don't think any state libertarian party can claim to have ever had. No, because uh, unfortunately for us libertarians, we're sp- Spread out all over the United States um, and and the world. I, I'm sorry to uh, you know forget all those uh, great libertarians across the world, especially sure. Sweden. For got some reason, <laughs> quite an enclave there. <laughs> it's the truth. They're all named Frederick. <laughs> <laughs> um, and soon uh, libertarians in, in Tobago too. Uh, but you know the you, the only way to have any effect to really see uh, you know whether this experimentation in uh, freedom would work is to get in one place concentration and one place that has a certain level of sovereignty and and, and a state would be that place and New Hampshire would be that state and yep. that's why we're here and there's some amazing stuff going on if you don't believe us then come to Porkfest and see it for yourself. Come to Porkfest and meet De- Dennis Goddard from New Hampshire Liberty Alliance. Come to Porkfest and meet Dave Ridley from RidleyReport.com. They're all going to be there. Russell Canning, uh, it, well, I don't know, he's kind of on and off. Maybe he won't show up, but he was there last year. Anyway, all kinds of great activists that are here in New Hampshire that we tell you about on this program are going to be there. We're going to be there broadcasting live. It'll be a great way for you to feel what it's like to be around hundreds of people that are the doers, hundreds of people that aren't just going to one convention a year to make it look like they you know care about liberty hundreds of people that are doing things every single week for freedom and liberty in our lifetime porkfest.com let's go to your phone calls tony's on the line in big fort montana listening on kgez hey tony tony going once tony Uh, hello hey uh do you think the libertarian party actually has enemies what do you mean i mean do you think there's anybody that is actively 
uh, against the Liberty Party. Yes, I think they're members of the Libertarian Party now, and they've taken it over. Well, I think, I think, think they've what? infiltrated it. Well, they were enemies before they infiltrated it, correct? Yes. They developed a strategy before they infiltrated it, correct? Okay. Therefore, Maybe. the Libertarian Party has been TKO'd um, by the simplest of tactics, divide and conquer. That shows how weak the Libertarian Party is. It's not just That's the Libertarian Party, it's politics. Because they're weak. They can get taken out like this, they're weak. Well, it's politics. Oh, I would it's agree. Anything, um, any political party is subject to this. You understand that, right? It's, if it's open to the public, then anybody can do this to any political party. As soon as the Constitution Party becomes a threat, the same thing will happen to them. It's what happened to the Reform Party. They splintered, remember back in 2004, mm-hmm. where the Reform Party split in half? Or was it 2000? Yeah, anyway. well, that's the problem with, that's the problem with parties is because, yes. you see, you've got to elect individuals and well, hold no, them the... to a fire because a party, they can, they can if you can't hold a party uh, to a line like you can hold an individual to the line. Well, I don't I think. He, I, I think that actually what, the problem with our political system is that we can't. Unless you're a weird group over in Texas, and then they can take all your children away. But that's that, a that much is story. true. I think that one of the problems with our political system, the largest problem with our political system, is that we can't hold politicians, uh, you know, and bureaucrats uh, responsible for what it is that they do. They're immune. If we got rid of sovereignty, well, we have in the past. How we so? Have in the past, there was railroad ties. There was tar and there was feathers. They have in the past. <laughs> yeah, I prefer not. I would prefer to use a legal means rather than uh, you know a, a violent one. Then you're going to die. See that that the problem there is that if try you, tar and feathering the uh, yeah. George Bush. See how right. that goes for you. And then you're going to end up dead, and that's not going to help your liberty, is it? Well, the problem with the Libertarian Party is they're they're not very um, much for liberty, in my opinion. Not uh, anymore. Because, they used well, to they, be. They never have been. Okay. Uh, their stance on abortion is clear and and, and shockingly evidence that therefore the therefore the free choice of one individual, but not the other party in the situation. There, there's two. Well, you can open that Pandora's box if you... there's a child and there's the mother. Well, well there's, there's a the fetus. Father. There's a fetus and there's the mother. Certainly, libertarians disagree on this. It's there right. are. I think that that's the problem. See, globalists see you as a fetus. They don't see you as a human being. They don't see you as a citizen. They see you as a fetus. Or, or maybe a cow or a dog. A cow or a dog or something. Sure. You're not, not a human being. You're a slave to the globalists. Sure. I, I understand where you're where coming you from. But the Libertarian Party has tried not to get involved in this particular issue. This, you know, well, this... I, was, I watched the whole convention and I heard them speak. Uh huh. You know? Well, I, yeah, I, I heard the, all the candidates speak about. I think their, that people can be libertarians without being, um, you know, pro-choice or pro um, pro-life. I think that that's an issue outside of sort of liberty. I think I can yeah. see how people approach it from both sides. Yeah, I don't think that I, I agree with. I have to agree with uh, the old party position on this, and that is that it's no business of the federal governments whatsoever. And I don't think it's any government's business whatsoever. I think that uh, if you disagree with someone's choice about what they did with their body, uh, and if you feel strongly about it, then you should ostracize that person, and you should not do business with them, not allow your children to play with their children and that sort of thing, but leave it well, there. Next, uh, next time you see a black man or woman, you should go up to him and say, well, if I lived in 1857 or 1863, I would have been pro-choice and I would have been okay with plantation owners enslaving your ancestors because it's, you know, it's whatever they want to do. What's, yeah. the, what's, what's the caller's name? Isn't it, is that what you should do? It's Tony. Tony, um, do you have children? Of course. Okay, great. How many? One. Um, boy or girl? Well, I don't want to get into that. I'm not going to ask you about your kids. Well, my my child is uh, ten weeks old. His name is Jack. Um, I'm just I'm I'm not going to ask you the name of your child or anything like that. I'm just trying to get you know some some kind of paint a picture for the listening audience. Where are you going with all this, Mark? 
Why are you asking those questions? Let's call it a 10-year-old girl he has. Okay, so there's a fire, and your house is burning down. You have the choice of saving your 10-year-old daughter or a fetus in a Petri dish that your wife just had. Which one are you going to pick? Both. (laughs) No, you don't get to pick both. Two rooms, one fire. You get to pick one. I'd try both. You that can't. Be my intention. But Whether he's I'm going to die. I'm telling not, you that both. you get to pick one, and that's your choice. All right, this is and, and, and it's, it's clear and obvious that Tony's one of these stonewallers. That uh, you know, this is his issue, and that's fine. It's fine that that's no, your it was, issue. It was a stupid. It was a very stupid question. It's not a stupid analogy. It, it shows to well, everyone out the most, there who's listening. The most it shows is, each and every one of them that in fact that there's a difference between a child and a fetus, and that a person that would be nuts enough to leave their ten-year-old daughter to burn in a fire over a fetus is is a lunatic. Tony, Tony, yeah. any thoughts? Uh-huh, I'm a I'm a lunatic. I love I love my kid. What would you do to someone who had an abortion, Tony? What's your ideal uh, punishment for that? Okay, let's let's talk about how many abortions happened. Let's this talk last about how year. bloodthirsty you, know, you are. What do you want one, to do to one, that person? One point two million abortions happened this last year. So you want to lock all them all because up because of convenience. What do you want to do? No, you none want to lock them, them up? None of them due to the knee-jerk reactions of rape. Most do, of them to convenience. Do you want to lock all those people in a jail cell, sir? What do you want to do to those 1.2 million mothers? Well, first of all, you, you, can't, you can't really do anything because it's not illegal. What I would you do? You're yeah. king. Put yourself. What would you in, do? Yeah, right. What would Tony right, like to see happen? Make it illegal to have a have an abortion. What's what the punishment? If they did. Well, the same 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 punishment you would if someone was driving down the road drunk and they hit somebody and killed them. So you so take away their driver's license. Vehicular and, hom- a vehicular homicide. Ten years in prison. Yeah, that'd be fine. Ten years in prison. Well, you know we did this in the past, and it didn't work, right? Yeah, it did. It did work? How did it work? I mean, uh, did we have 1.2 million abortions in 1950? No, I think it's terrible that we have so many abortions. And I agree with you you that abortion is wrong. You understand something that there's a a logic and there's a rule of law in nature. And when you commit this many abortions, you disrupt that logic and that rule in nature. And what will happen, there will be consequences. Maybe you believe in the yin and the yang. Maybe you're a Christian. Maybe you're not. But you understand that there's there's always consequences for your actions. Am I not right? I agree. Yeah, I this think nation's that... gonna, this nation's going to have huge consequences for the actions that it's taken in an unjust war. Thanks for the call, Tony. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line for you. I haven't aborted anything. If God visits a punishment on me, God's unjust. For, for what other people right. have done? Because of abortion? Sorry, I haven't done that. You can take control, even in these remaining moments, just enough time for your call. This is your show. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. We've only moments remaining, but enough time for your call. If you make it right now, 800-259-9231. We'll try to sneak you in here. 1-800-259-9231. The Sickle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. If you enjoy the program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, then buy some stuff at amazon.freetalklive.com. When you enter Amazon through that link, Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. 41 categories to shop in, brand new items, and even used items. Whatever it is you load in your cart, Free Talk Live gets a cut if you enter through amazon.freetalklive.com. Let's go to your phone calls on whatever you want to talk about. It is Michael in Missouri. Michael, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? 
I just wanted to comment, and I think you guys are being a little unnecessarily negative about the uh, Libertarian Party running Bob Barr. Oh? Yeah, I think the Libertarians have quite a bit to gain by running uh, Bob that? Barr, since the Republicans are pretty much disenfranchising conservatives by the droves, and there really is this. no conservative candidate. I felt like I had addressed just that. You understand Libertarians aren't conservatives, right? You understand that? I understand. So what is it that we're going to Libertarians are not conservatives. So what is it that uh, you hope the Libertarian Party will gain by running a non-libertarian? They're fiscally conservative, at least. That's true, but they're also socially liberal, therefore being libertarian. So what is it you hope to gain exactly by nominating a conservative someone who is not socially liberal, someone who does not believe in freedom and liberty, what is it that they're going to gain exactly besides more unprincipled members uh, members and the further watering down of the, of the Libertarian Party? Well, by getting new members, most of these people are probably going to be supporters of Ron Paul anyways if they position it right. And I uh, still kind of consider myself conservative, but I've never... Uh, heard any debate in the public for the libertarian cause until I checked out uh, Dr. Paul in this election. I actually looked at the Libertarian Party a few years ago and really didn't like the way the platform read on as it was on their site, but having heard a lot of Ron Paul's debate uh, on things like drugs and other things, Mm -hmm. I actually came to the conclusion, like, you know what, that actually makes sense. Why are we using federal agents to kick in people's doors over something that doesn't affect me. Yeah, I'm not sure we're going to hear that debate with Bob no, Barr. No, Bob Barr's a drug, a former drug warrior. He claims to be reformed on marijuana, but he, he, he approves of intervention in Colombia, and he approves of all kinds of drug war activities. Not to mention but invading you, Iran. You just use Bob Barr to get the libertarian cause into the public debate. Which but doesn't it confuse right people? Is John McCain getting the uh, conservative viewpoint out there? Well, no. No. Then, then, how, then Bob Barr is not going to get the libertarian viewpoint yeah. out there. Uh, eh. He's going to confuse people. I, I, people are going to see that. Anybody that right. even has any idea. It sounds to me like, you know, if, if I'm just the average guy sitting there, oh, those libertarians. Sounds a lot like Republicans. Yeah. Why would I bother joining the libertarians if I could just join the Republicans? How different are they anyway? They, they aren't that different. They sound different. like the Pat Buchanan arm of the Republican Party. And Big it's fat so hairy total, deal, I'm out of here. Yep, it's so totally going to back up the mythology that libertarians are just disaffected Republicans. That's who they're targeting now. They're, to, they're completely alienating anybody that cares about social freedoms uh, with this particular candidate. Date, and they aren't and libertarians. I came, well, came from the uh, conservative background myself, and I really believed, I, I did, early on, I totally believed that libertarians were, in fact, disaffected Republicans who, uh, you know, believed in, tru- truly believed in fiscal res- uh, responsibility, and it's just not true. This They're, guy uh, likes the well, fair that's, tax. That's just as all how you handle people when they come in and join the party. Like, I'm a delegate here in Missouri, uh-huh. and all I've heard is nonstop is how I'm some kind of closet libertarian even though i've been a republican in the party my entire life same here as a result of this i'm actually checked out the libertarian party i'm like you know what they're not only right on economic stuff they're actually persuading me on some of their social stuff but if i go walk into a party now that's like oh it's just these disenfranchised republicans and we don't want them that's 
that it's the same thing in reverse for when all these people have gotten excited about Ron Paul coming in and then getting kicked out by the Republicans. I understand what you're saying. I'm not saying that disaffected Republicans or Democrats or whoever, I'm not saying that they should be rejected or they should be turned around. I'm think, I would suggest they should be welcomed, but they also need to understand that they can't be real libertarians until they get it, until they understand. And they're not going to hear it in the Libertarian Party, what, right. uh, apparently. The, the, the whole point of the Libertarian Party was to be the standard bearer, was to, the, the, the Libertarian presidential candidate like Harry Brown or Michael Badnarik or Mary Ruard, who should have been the, the presidential candidate. These are the people that have the principle and they understand it and they understand how to communicate it. Their job is to communicate that principled message to as many people as they possibly can, thereby bringing them in with the correct set of expectations about what it is they're going to encounter. So they're alienating, as a result of bringing Bob Barr on board, they're alienating a tremendous amount of people. You see, libertarians don't do so well when they reach out to Republicans and Democrats. They do much better when they reach out to non-party affiliated people, when they reach out to non-voters or people that don't vote anymore, because those are the people that are the prime targets for this message. Yeah, we can convert some former disaffected Republicans and Democrats, but you, you bring on a whole lot more non-party affiliated if that's who you target. But it's, it's clear now that the Libertarian Party doesn't care about targeting people that don't vote or targeting people that are outside of the system, that they're just interested in converting Republicans, and it's going to result in a continued loss of principle, uh, Michael, and it's just going to, it's, it's not good from my, from my perspective. If you want to keep, you know, plugging away at it and sending them your money, then by all means, sir. Any other thoughts? Uh, I think that, um, welcoming these people in and using Bob Barr as uh, I agree with you that he's not the principled candidate, but he, the other guys really aren't the candidates that can capture media attention like Bob Barr has. So you want to use him as bait? Do you want to use John, Okay, John McCain is the best uh, Republican to capture the media attention. Is that the kind of media attention you want for the Republican Party? Well, it's not. Look at what the party's tearing itself apart. John McCain Uh, is, um, as a Republican, speaking Republican to Republican, John McCain is to the Republican Party as Bob Bob Barr is to the Libertarian Party. And the Libertarians are tearing themselves apart now as a result of this. It's over for the LP, my friend. What what I would recommend to you is uh, forget the Libertarian Party and go check out the RLC. They're doing, as far as as I'm concerned, I'm a member of the Republican Liberty Caucus, and I believe they're doing far more for liberty than the the libertarians are. Michael, thank you for the call I, I tonight. Call us again sometime. Or I've got to get to another call, but I appreciate you taking the time to call in. Let's talk to Paul in California on the amp line. Paul, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, I just want to bring up your favorite subject, Ian. Chemtrails! Oh, boy. <laughs> no, actually, I, I have something to add here. Uh, back when I was a conservative, uh, I followed this guy by the name of Bill Whittle, who has a website called eject, eject, eject dot com. Okay. What's his name? Obviously, Bill Fiddle? Whittle, W-H-I-T-T-L-E, okay. and he is, in fact, a pilot, and obviously his reference is to uh, fighter aircraft, and, and therefore and his website is made up of, of a lot of status military stuff. Yeah. But if you go to his webpage uh, and you click on April 26, 2007, or actually, let me see, no, the... The May 2007, let me make sure I get this right. The April 2007 page. Uh, what will we page. see? What, what? You will see, halfway down the page, you will see 
look up in the sky. Chemtrails are one of two things. They are slow-acting toxins dispersed from aerial refueling tankers designed to spread carcinogens and other lethal agents among us, or they are, B, the product of relatively modern high-bypass high turbofans operating at altitudes where water vapor is condensed and freezes into what is essentially an artificial cirrus cloud, which naturally follows the invisible airways and visual VOR turning points that make up the U.S. airspace system. Therefore, contrails. To give a quite a good technical description with diagrams and stuff and pictures about why the turbofan engine, which is a recent development since the 1970s, mm. makes the makes the contrails look bigger and thicker and more persistent. Interesting. <laughs> that's why they're. That's why the the people that believe, uh, you know, they talk about these chemtrails that call in on them. That's why they say things are different now. Right. 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 So right. The, the turbofan came out came about in the 70s, but then probably got more pro, um, proliferate uh, in the 90s and right and on into the aughts. Interesting. Right. It's a much quieter engine and more more efficient engine, but it puts out these big. So a technical, understandable explanation for this. And what's the website on that again? Eject, eject, eject. Eject, eject, eject dot com. Very good. Thank you for the call tonight, and Paul. We appreciate it. You look at the archives on the right and you go to the, the, the May, uh, 2007 May 2007. Page. Beautiful. For Thanks the for the call and thank you for the update. We appreciate hearing from you. Let's go quickly to Stephen in Colorado. Stephen, you got 20 seconds. Go. Hey, I hope I can spit this out. Um, <clears throat> apparently in Germany, a large part of the population is on the dole. They're either on welfare or unemployment. Okay. And now prostitution is legal there. I say now. I don't know when they legalized it. Um, and what these whorehouses are doing is they're going and hanging outside of these government buildings where these people are getting, you know, signing up for their checks, and they're offering young ladies jobs because mm. if the young ladies turn the job down, they are then off the dole. They get kicked off. That's one of the uh, one of the requirements. Interesting. All right, we can talk job, more about prostitution to tomorrow night. Thank you for the call. See you then. Free talk live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. 